The Secretary of State's own people say they see no evidence of fraud. Well, of course they don't. Someone alert the president. Well, I don't know why I came here tonight. He pretends otherwise. I got the feeling that something ain't right. No, it ain't. I'm so scared in case I fall off my chair. And I'm wondering how I'll get down the stairs. Clowns to the left of me. Jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Yep. Yes, I'm stuck in the from Pacifica Radio in Los Angeles, this is the broadcast as heard on KPFK, 90.7 FM in L.A., 98.7 in Santa Barbara, 93.7 in San Diego, 99.5 in Ridgecrest and China Lake, up in Oregon on, on the Central Coast on KYAQ and in Cottage Grove on Queso, also in Eugene on KEPW. In Lancaster, Pennsylvania on WLRI, Maui, Hawaii's KAKU, Columbus, Ohio's WGRN, Palinville, New York's WLPP. In Grand Rapids, Michigan on WPRR, in New Orleans on WHIV, Gallup, New Mexico's KNIZ, Concord, New Hampshire's WNHN, Fayetteville, Arkansas's KPSQ, Seattle, Washington's KODX, Red Bluff and Redding, California's KFOI, Round Mountain, California's KKRN, and Minneapolis, St. Paul's AM950, KTNF. We also stream coast-to-coast and around the globe every day on the internets. On the Progressive Voices Channel, Netroots Radio, Indie Media Weekly, FYI Nation, NicoleSandler.com, Radio Free Brooklyn, GDPR, Revolution 99, Workforce Rising, and Detour Talk. Blanketing Planet Earth five days a week. I'm Brad Friedman, your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, muckraker, and all-around swell fellow, says me from bradblog.com. Thank you very much for joining us today. We have a lot to get to. Um, Over the weekend, in what is likely a bit of a deja vu for many of us who have been following elections for a very long time... The AP has now, once again, in an echo of the still-contested year 2000 presidential election between Al Gore and George W. Bush, the AP retracted its call in the Florida governor's race from last week's midterm elections. Uh, That is uh, in another echo from 2000 when Gore retracted his election night concession. Now Democratic gubernatorial candidate Andrew Gillum has also retracted his premature election night concession in his race for governor against Republican Ron DeSantis after apparently learning that, yes, it takes time to actually count votes, at least if one believes all eligible votes should actually be counted, as folks like myself do. Uh, Gillum's unconcession, frankly, was long overdue by the time it came over the weekend, as I first questioned last Tuesday night when he was racing to the cameras to concede before even the media had called the race. Why the hell he was conceding so quickly? In any event, uh, a concession has absolutely no no legal meaning. He has unconceded and in the bargain today. Statewide so-called recounts are now underway across the Sunshine State in the governor's race, where the Republican DeSantis is said to be up by a bit more than 30,000 votes over the Democrat Gillum out of more than 8 million votes cast there. That's about 0.41 
of a percentage point. And another so-called recount is also underway in the even closer race for the U.S. Senate in Florida, where incumbent Democratic Senator Bill Nelson's currently reported deficit behind the termed-out Florida Governor Rick Scott was reportedly just over 13,000 votes out of more than 8 million cast and counted from last week's midterms, which puts that margin in the senator's race at 0.15 at this hour. That is manual hand count territory, unlike the machine count territory, the machine count that is currently underway in the uh, Gillum-DeSantis governor's race, where the uh, margin uh, falls under one half of a percent. But because it's Florida, even a manual hand count of paper ballots in the Nelson-Scott contest isn't actually a hand count. I will explain here in a bit with my excellent guest, who I'm very excited to talk to. Um, But if you have any questions about this, we'll speak momentarily to the legendary election official who was tapped by the state of Florida to oversee the ultimately aborted 2000 statewide presidential recount. That tally, you'll remember, was stopped after Republicans successfully petitioned the U.S. Supreme Court to stop the counting of perfectly legitimate votes in Florida. So uh, get in line if you've got questions about uh, what is now going on in Florida as three, count them, three statewide recounts are happening somehow concurrently. Yes, that would include the agriculture uh, commissioner's race. That's also being tallied again, making all of these counts in the absurd timeline that Florida dictates for them, virtually impossible, in fact. More on that in a bit. Uh, Our phone number here, however, if you want to line up, is 818-985-5735. If you have any questions for the legendary Leon County Supervisor of Elections, Ion Sancho, who will join us shortly. Uh, But first, a few other matters to hit very quickly today, uh, including the wildfires currently raging in both North and Southern California out here on, uh, on Monday. Over the weekend, officials released more grim news, including six more found dead in a swath of northern California, which has been just devastated, wiped out by fire, raising the death toll up north to 29. That matched California's record for deaths in a single fire and brought the statewide total to 31 deaths as authorities stepped up uh, their searches for bodies and missing people right now. Uh, More than 200 are still unaccounted for in Northern California in that fire alone, Um, at least according to officials on Sunday. Desi Doyen, uh, what is the latest at this moment in this horrific story across California? Well, as you've already mentioned, the the campfire killed 29 people, and that's a very grim milestone to have it meet the the Griffith Park wildfire that killed 29 in 1933. Um, And remember, the campfire, it shocked firefighters with the speed that it went. I mean, it was reportedly went from zero to the most destructive fire in state history in just 48 hours. At Mm. one point, it reportedly was uh, chewing through the landscape at the speed of about 80 foot Football fields a minute. Mm. 80 football fields 
a minute. So people had very little time to evacuate. Now, this, the cause of that particular fire up north in the Northern California area near Chico has still not been determined, but uh, the utility up there, Pacific Gas and Electric, did report a line outage just minutes before the fire was reported, and now state investigators are investigating whether or not PG&E's equipment was involved in that fire, which it was already involved in the fires that we had last year. Yeah. The, the, what used to be last year was the uh, wine country fires were the most destructive in California state history until this weekend. So, so we're having these repeated major destructive fires. And we're looking at the utility companies again, that despite the fact that the president of the United States over the weekend tweeted out that this was because of mismanagement, uh, theoretically by California or by the uh, U.S. Uh, Forest Service was his uh, un evidenced claim uh, as uh, people were were dying, were burning up in their homes, and he was out there making uh, political points or trying to without any actual evidence to back him up. And not just that. You know, it was a sort of a thinly veiled attempt to promote commercial logging uh, Mm -hmm. is is what people think he might have been trying to refer to. And Brian Rice, the president of the California Professional Firefighters Association, said Trump is, quote, dangerously wrong and his message attacking California and threatening to withhold aid to the victims of these cataclysmic fires is ill-informed, ill-timed, and demeaning to those who are suffering as well as the men and women on the front lines. And he also noted that uh, 60% of California's forests are under federal management, and the Trump administration has been cutting the federal forest firefighting budget. Now, the Woolsey Fire, which is the other big fire, that's uh, here in Southern California, uh, in Malibu and thousands and Oaks, just about 40 miles north of Los Angeles, downtown Los Angeles. Uh, That one is also moving very quickly. It's only 20% contained as of now. I mean, it burned from Thousand Oaks all the way down to the ocean. And it is extremely dry out here in yes. uh, California. It has been. I think we haven't had rain up in the uh, in the Northern California fire. I think I saw that it had been more than 200 days since there had been a drop of rain in that area. Exactly. So the National Weather Service warns that 13 million people in California are in areas that are designated as being in extremely critical wildfire danger through at least Tuesday, both in Northern and Southern California. So, you know, in Southern California, that includes areas from Los Angeles to Glendale to Santa Ana and Anaheim. A new for a new wildfire broke out on the 118 freeway in Simi Valley. So the, you know, the, the there's also a boil water incident, uh, notice that has mm-hmm. been issued by L.A. County. So people should, if they're in California, check with their county websites to see if they're in a, an evacuation area. They should not return until officials give them the official okay to return. And for some reason, Donald Trump, when he uh, put out that tweet, didn't mention anything about climate change and global warming, which California officials have uh, very quickly uh, tied to all of this. Yes, uh, they have. And I know that we'll have more in our Green News report coming up on uh, our yeah. next thrilling Yes, we broadcast most definitely tomorrow. will. Uh, yeah. I just want to say that yeah. California has had one of its warmest and driest six-month periods on record since 1895, and July was the hottest month ever recorded in California. So we haven't had rain. Our rain patterns are shifting partially due to climate change. And, of course, we also have to eventually 
talk about, you know, when we have so much development in this wildland urban interface area where more mm-hmm. people are developing in fire prone areas. So, you know, we have a lot of factors that go into us. It's a very complex uh, situation and requires comprehensive management strategies. And that's something that fire ecologists and state and national firefighting officials have been calling for funding and a comprehensive management plan, neither of which we have right now. No. And uh, there seems to be no attention to all of this uh, coming from Washington at all. So as I say, more on that uh, in a bit. And of course, if there's anything new and breaking on that, uh, Des will, our crack producer, Desi Doyen, will uh, jump in in here with it. Uh, Some much better news for the moment, uh, at least for Democrats out here in California, from last week's election results, which are still being tabulated out here, because unlike Florida and Georgia and some other states I could mention, we try to do it accurately, not necessarily quickly out here in California. But uh, Democrat Harley Ruda has upset 15-term Republican Congressman Dana Rohrbacher in California's Orange County. Uh, that call was made over the weekend by AP in the uh, state's 48th U.S. Congressional District. The vote count was updated on Saturday, showing Ruta with 52% of the vote and about 8,500 more votes than Rohrbacher, who won about 48% of the vote in the once very Republican Orange County out here in Southern California. Rohrbacher was first elected back in 1988, uh, ran as a supporter of of then-President Ronald Reagan. Uh, When Rohrbacher ran at the time, uh, he ran on the promise of term limits for U.S. House members. Well... Uh, 15 terms later, Rohrbacher has finally been, uh, if not term limited, uh, he has been turned out by the voters. Uh, He has had uh, solid victories in his favor term after term down there in Orange County. Rohrbacher quickly forgot about that term limit promise, and he has uh, since become perhaps best known for being Russia and Vladimir Putin's most zealous defender or advocate on Capitol Hill. That apparently did not help him, however, this year. And all of that means that as of now, Democrats gained at least 32 seats in the U.S. House last Tuesday, putting them on uh, track right now to blow away um, a similar, well, they already have uh, blown away a similar Democratic wave years going back decades at this point with three other California U.S. House races still remaining too close to call at the moment and seven other House races still uncalled elsewhere in New Jersey, New York, Utah, Maine, Texas and Georgia. If current numbers hold up, Democrats are currently on track for a net gain of 36 seats in the U.S. House. Uh, That could go higher or lower, of course, with all of those other races still out. But Uh, Recall back 2006, after the twin disasters of the Iraq War and Hurricane Katrina, Democrats only picked up 31 seats that year. In 2006, in what was considered to be a huge blue wave at the time, and that was before the Republican partisan gerrymandering that took place after 2010. So, yes, this was a big thumping for Donald Trump. And for Republicans this year, in case you have been led to believe otherwise. 
Uh, in what appears to be more very good news for Democrats in Arizona over the weekend, counting of hundreds of thousands of votes has continued with Democratic U.S. Senate candidate Kirsten Sinema now taking what looks to be a substantial lead and likely an insurmountable one at this point uh, over Republican Martha McSally in the race to fill the seat being vacated in the U.S. Uh, Senate by retiring Arizona Republican Jeff Flake. According to the latest numbers, as we go to air today, and actually this was just updated minutes ago, Cinema uh, now leads McSally by 35,000 votes out of a bit more than uh, 2 million votes tallied. That's a lead of about 1.5%, and it has been rising in several day, over the past several days as votes continue to be tallied in the... Um, in the uh, in the state's largest county, which is Maricopa County, that's Phoenix, which had been a very Republican county, at least until this year. Uh, late last week, I told you about the lawsuit that Republicans had filed across the state to try to keep in Arizona to try to keep county recorders there from contacting voters after Election Day in order to try and cure what were perceived to be mismatched signatures on some absentee vote-by-mail ballots, uh, the uh, county recorders in Pima, which is Tucson and Maricopa, had been uh, trying to call voters to say, hey, did you vote? Is this your ballot? Can you come down here and uh, confirm, in fact, that this was the absentee ballot that you sent in because there's some questions about your signatures? Well, um, the Republicans didn't want that. They said that it was unlawful, that the counties can't call voters or because the argument was that, well, some counties were doing it, others were not. Therefore, they wanted everyone to stop. Now, in fact, it had been the practice going back for years in counties like Pima um, to actually do that, to contact voters as many as they could before certification. Uh, But now that Maricopa and their new Democratic rec- uh, recorder, uh, who who uh, came to uh, who was elected in 2016, now that he's doing that, Republicans decided to sue to stop them all from doing that, saying it wasn't fair that some counties did this and others didn't. Well, we got some good news on that front at the moment. Uh, Arizona Republicans and Democrats agreed on Friday to give rural voters an extra chance to fix problems with their ballots in the count of the state's very tight Senate race. That would be a compromise that was uh, hashed out, a settlement um, in that legislation uh, after the uh, lawsuit seeking to stop urban voters from using those procedures. The counties now have until November 14. To uh, deal with those issues, the Republican lawsuit had alleged that the state's county recorders don't follow a uniform standard for allowing voters to address problems with their mail-in ballots. Uh, Well, the parties have now come to an agreement and they are all going to uh, be allowed to contact voters. Used to be, well, until this, Maricopa and Pima counties only, apparently, and uh, the claim was they improperly did so. But now the agreement is that everybody can do so. All the county recorders, all the counties may help voters cure such problems rather than rejecting those ballots. So in trying to keep ballots from being counted, Republicans have just assured that more ballots will, in fact, be counted. So thank you, Republicans.
uh, Adrian Fontes, the uh, Maricopa County recorder, said, we know there's an urgency out there, but we want to get it right. We don't want to get it quick. And so he's taking the time to count as many votes as possible. Um, So that would be good news as far as I see it for um, for Virginia voters. But uh, that news uh, and the news that cinema was taking a firm lead in that Senate race, that was not well received by the Republicans over the weekend who began pretending that the election was being stolen from them with the National Republican Senatorial Committee's uh, communication director putting out a claim boosted of naturally by Fox News that uh, Adrian Fontes, the recorder in Maricopa, was, quote, cooking the books for Kirsten Cinema in the Senate race. Uh, they accused him of uh, much worse, actually, uh, being sympathetic to terrorists or some such nonsense. That did not sit well with the late Arizona Republican Senator John McCain's former speechwriter, Mark Salter, who called the NRSC's claim despicable. Remember, the NRSC is the Republicans' official Senate campaign committee. Salter tweeted in response to this, uh, to these attacks on, uh, on uh, Mr. Fontes to say, stop doing this, NRSC. McSally, Martha McSally, the Republican, is losing fair and square, and she's underperforming in more than just Maricopa. The race is almost certainly lost, and nothing will change that. All this does is poison our politics more. Despicable, he added. Again, that was John McCain's former speechwriter. If the uh, current numbers hold in Arizona and Bill Nelson in Florida can somehow overtake Rick Scott in um, the uh, Florida's so-called recount, Republicans will have likely picked up just one U.S. Senate seat. Uh, as a Republican is uh, currently favored to win a Mississippi runoff scheduled for November 27. That's just after Thanksgiving weekend. So if Rick Scott, however, can hang on in Florida, that would be a total of, uh, I think, a two seat pickup in total by the Republicans in the U.S. Senate this year. We'll be, of course, watching all of that closely every day here on the broadcast for the next Lord knows how many days. Uh, and we'll we'll also be discussing uh, Florida in much more detail momentarily. One more story before we get to that. In Georgia, Democratic Georgia uh, gubernatorial candidate Stacey Abrams filed a new lawsuit on Sunday evening to try to force counties to uh, not to throw out some absentee and provisional ballots, according to The Washington Post. About 5,000 votes were added to the total over the weekend in that close race between Abrams uh, and Brian Kemp, the vote-suppressing two-term Republican Secretary of State who had, until declaring victory late last week in the governor's race and resigning his post as Secretary of State on that same day, on Thursday, I think it was, um, Abrams has uh, picked up the bulk of these uh, 5,000 votes that were added over the weekend, even after uh, Kemp had unleashed a litany of voter suppression tactics not seen, uh, at least not this broadly, since the Jim Crow era uh, down in the state of Georgia. The Abrams campaign has said it needs at least 21,700 more votes in order to force a runoff, however, against Kemp in the governor's race. He currently is reported to have 50.3 uh, percent of the vote. 
over Abrams, who's at 48.8. So he's at 50.3. This, uh, with much of the votes cast there on 100% unverifiable touchscreen systems that Kemp oversaw as Secretary of State, if he loses just three-tenths of a percent and falls under the 50% mark, there would be a runoff election between Abrams and Kemp in uh, in December. So she'll have she'll have to pick up some 19,300 additional votes out of some four million said to have been uh, tallied. But at this point, nobody has been calling this race because they don't know. Uh, the Abrams campaign estimates that there are another 26,000 provisionals that were cast in the Georgia race still to be counted. Lauren Groh-Wargo, who is Abrams' uh, campaign manager, she has been a pit bull for election integrity during this post-election period. She told reporters on Sunday that the uh, she said the bottom line is this race is not over. It is still too close to call. We do not have confidence in the secretary of state's office. So, yes, we will be watching that one very closely as well in the days ahead. And then there's Florida. We've been calling this show the uh, the Georgia cast lately since we've been uh, covering it so closely for so many weeks and months and even years. But maybe we need to change the name to simply. And then there's Florida. Let's take a quick break here. We will come back with the man who oversaw the 2000 presidential recount across Florida, at least until it was stopped by the Supreme Court to discuss the first statewide recount recounts, I should say, with three of them now ongoing across the state, at least what they um, call recounts in the Sunshine State, which may uh, vary differently from uh, what you think of as uh, as recounts. Anyway, those are now underway. We'll take a quick break, come back and speak with Ion Sancho. I'm Brad Friedman, and this is your Bradcast. <laughs> The Bradcast and the Green News Report are 100% independent, 100% listener supported. But we can't do it alone. We need you. Please help us bring real facts to listeners at independent stations around the nation. Please drop by bradblog.com/donate. That's bradblog.com/donate. And thanks. can count 424 billion for war why can't they count our votes they can they if can they count. can count thousands of bombs and still be buying more why can't they count our votes they can absolutely count we our votes the they just don't want to at least some people don't want to in this case some people in the great state of florida welcome back to the broadcast Brad Friedman from bradblog.com with you here. The recounting, or what they call recounting in the state of Florida on Sunday of ballots in the statewide U.S. Senate and gubernatorial races, was delayed right off the bat in Florida's second most populous county because of, wait for it, problems with the tabulation computers. Broward County had been scheduled to begin counting about 700,000 ballots on Sunday morning, but a a test of the uh, ESNS tabulator computers was not registering all ballots in Broward County. Republican representatives asked that all machines be tested, retested, and county officials agreed. 
The heavily Democratic county is one of two where Republicans have made so far baseless allegations of fraud. State elections and law enforcement officials under the command of Florida Governor Rick Scott, who holds a bare lead of less than 15,000 votes over the uh, incumbent Democratic U.S. Senator Bill Nelson in the race for Senate. Um, he says, uh, well, he he is running the state law enforcement, claims there is fraud, and yet those same law enforcement agencies say they have seen no such evidence whatsoever, suggesting those allegations are true. Yes, Rick Scott has charged that fraud was being carried out in both Broward and Palm Beach counties before the so-called recount even began in the governor's race. Meanwhile, unofficial results show that Republican former U.S. Uh, Congressman Ryan DeSantis, his lead over Democratic Tallahassee Mayor Andrew Gillum, is now less than half of a percentage point. That has triggered a statewide machine recount of ballots in the governor's race. And in the Senate race, Scott's lead over Democratic incumbent uh, Bill Nelson has dwindled to just uh, 0.15. That is less than a quarter of a percentage point, which triggers what Florida calls a hand recount of ballots. But because it's Florida, it's not, not quite that simple, unfortunately. In um, And I'll get to that in a moment. In Miami-Dade County, election officials began feeding ballots into scanning machines on Saturday evening. That tedious work in that one South Florida county alone could take days, considering some 800,000 ballots were cast. The AP notes multiply that by 67 counties in the nation's third most populous state, and the scope of the task was beginning to sink in by Sunday. The Florida Secretary of State ordered the recounts on Saturday, which is an unprecedented step for the two Flagship races in a state that took five weeks to decide the 2000 presidential election and only after they stopped attempting to hand count ballots in that state. The office of Governor Rick Scott's handpicked Secretary of State Ken Detzner said over the weekend that it was unaware of uh, any other time that a race for governor or U.S. Senate in Florida required a recount, recount, let alone both in the same election. In the Senate recount, Rick Scott implored the state sheriffs to, quote, watch for any violations and take appropriate action during the recount. Scott and his supporters, including Donald Trump, have alleged that voter fraud is underway in Democratic-leaning Broward County, where the Republican lead has narrowed since Election Day as perfectly legitimate votes were being counted. There is no evidence, once again, no evidence of voter fraud or election fraud, and the state's election division, which Scott runs, said on Saturday that its observers in Broward had seen no evidence of criminal activity. Nonetheless, President Donald Trump on Saturday tweeted without evidence that the elections were being stolen. At the same time, angry protesters gathered at an elections office in Broward County, waving signs, shouting with bullhorns in what appears at least to me to be a repeat of the successful tactic the Republicans used to shut down the counting in the presidential race back in 2000, which uh, this U.S. Supreme Court ultimately gave to George W. Bush by just 537 votes over Al Gore in Florida. The protests and false claims of voter fraud by Republicans aren't the only thing that recall the 2000 count that was eventually stopped and blocked by the U.S. Supremes. 
um, in Palm Beach County. Uh, the uh, supervisor of elections there, Susan Booker, who we've had on this show over the years uh, a number of times, said that it is impossible when she was asked whether officials would be able to finish the full recount on time. And that's with machines. So uh, the uh, that was something that Republicans also seemed to agree with at the same time, because these uh, machine counts must be completed by Thursday. So why does Florida have these absurd, these absurdly short deadlines for counting all votes and then recounting all of them by this coming Thursday when California won't even have its initial tally completed and canvassed until the first week of December? Joining us now is the man who knows far too much about counting and recounting in the great state of Florida. Ion Sancho is the former Leon County, Florida supervisor of elections. That's Tallahassee, the state's capital. He served in the elected position there for almost 30 years before retiring in 2016 after running unopposed for pretty much all of those years, I think. Uh, He was so well-respected by his peers on both the right and the left that he was tapped to oversee That legendarily contentious 2000 presidential election recount in the state of Florida, at least until the GOP shut it down. Ion has been a great champion of election integrity and even a foe of many a voting machine company over the years, standing up to them and to Florida officials when obstacles were put in the way of both voters and the ability of the public to oversee the tallying of results. Uh, He once told me that nobody should trust uh, him uh, or any other election official in any election. He once told me if the voters can't see it, they shouldn't trust it. So who better to help us understand whatever the hell is going on right now in the state of Florida? Ian Sancho, welcome back to the broadcast, amigo. Hey, how are you doing, Brad? I'm hanging in there, uh, and I'm, I, I suspect you're glad you're uh, off the hook somewhat since tw- since uh, leaving the job in 2016. I'm still stuck on the job, Ian. So I hope you'll help me uh, make sense of it here. Uh, I want to. I want you. I want you to explain this ridiculous, what seems to me to be a ridiculous uh, recount scheme and timeline required by lawmakers in Florida. But first, I want to get your response to this tweet from the President of the United States, Ion. Uh, this was earlier today. Donald Trump said the Florida election should be called in favor of Rick Scott and Ron DeSantis in that large numbers of new ballots showed up out of nowhere and many ballots are missing or forged. An honest vote count is no longer possible. Ballots massively infected must go with election night. Your response, Ian, to Donald Trump's tweet there. Laughable. Laughable. It's another another truth-free statement by our president, who obviously does not know how elections are conducted. That's not his job. Um, But it, it is the job of Governor Scott to pick the Secretary of State and he should have known better than to make his asinine statements about fraud without any evidence. He provided no evidence and would take no questions from any reporters when he actually appeared on the mansion steps and made that same claim that, that you read in terms mm-hmm. of his tweet. And that his statement, his uh, statement that he made, uh, forced me to actually make my first tweet in my life. <laughs> Is that right? I, I... Yes, because it's pretty clear to me Governor Scott has absolutely no idea how Florida elections uh, are conducted. 
And the fact of the matter is that the Secretary of State should be talking about the elections, mm-hmm. not the governor, except that after we got rid of the elected Secretary of State in 2002, mm-hmm. and we had to make a decision how you picked the head of the individual who's going to run elections in Florida, the Republican legislature said, let's put the Secretary of State as a partisan appointee of the governor. Yep. And, and I'm glad you mentioned that because I wanted to underscore uh, Ken Destner, the Secretary of State of Florida, was handpicked by uh, Governor Rick Scott, who's now uh, in, you know in this recount for the U.S. Senate. This is his guy, Ken Detzner, who has been there, I think, for eight years uh, throughout the two terms of Rick Scott's uh, administration. If there was problems, if there was fraud, if there was something going on, uh, Ken Detzner would be the guy to either oversee it or call it out if it actually existed, correct? It's even more pronounced than that. Because of a lawsuit that uh, Supervisor of Elections Brenda Snipes lost in September, Mm -hmm. since September, the Division of Elections has put two trained observers in her office. And the reason why there is no Florida Department of Law Enforcement investigation is because after... Scott made these uh, sensational claims. The FDLE went to the Division of Elections and said, hey, what's going on here? And they said, nothing, normal processing of mail ballots are going on, no evidence of fraud that we can see. So mm-hmm. FDLE said, hey, there's nothing to investigate here. And that so was... is, once again, these are, these are politicians saying something with not only no evidence, but the evidence actually contradicts what they're claiming. And uh, Brenda Snipes is the uh, election director, and she's had problems over the years down in Broward County. We've been critical of her at various times over the years. But as far as fraud, that uh, the governor of Florida, that the president of the United States is claiming, the governor's own people say otherwise, but that hasn't stopped them all from going on Fox News and making these uh, unbelievable claims. Uh, Ian Sancho, uh, tell me about the specific statutory uh, recount process in Florida, because it seems to be ridiculous that the entire state has to be counted and recounted by this Thursday, less than a week and a half after the actual election? That is correct. That is correct. We have quite frankly, insane laws relative to this. Laws whose deadlines have not been changed in over a decade as we've added another you know, five million voters. And not only that, back in the 2000 election, we didn't have mail ballots. We had absentee ballots. Mm-hmm. And the difference is critical. In order to vote by absentee to cast a, a ballot using an envelope from mm-hmm. home or whatever, you had to be out of your voting precinct on election day. You had to have a reason. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Republicans, seeing all their voters like voting by mail, mm-hmm. changed absentee ballot to no excuse, convenience, voting by mail. Exploding these numbers through the ceiling, but guess what they didn't do? They didn't change any of the timelines for processing the mail-in ballots, despite the fact that they've gone from a couple hundred thousand to two million. Yep. Uh, this is, and, and, and this is probably by no accident, because guess what? Who's this impacts upon? The urban areas of the city. And the way this state operates is no different from the other states 
that urban areas are dominated by Democratic voters and minorities. Mm -hmm. The rural counties are dominated by Republicans. The deadlines don't prove any problem for the smaller counties, but they, I do not believe, for example, Palm Beach mm-hmm. can meet the deadline. They, they're not going to be able to do this. Uh, it's problematic as to whether Broward can. If Broward can make their machinery work seamlessly, they have a chance. Uh, that working seamlessly is not something that usually comes out of Broward County. <laughs> no, it's not. And, uh, but, but, you know, that's yeah. not fraud. The way I like to liken it is we have a... We have a team here that did very well. The Jacksonville Jaguars did very well and almost went to the Super Bowl last year. Um, They're doing terribly this year, and it's not that quarterback Brad Bortles wants to throw interceptions. He's just not very good at throwing the football. That's how I would liken Broward County. There's nothing criminal going on there, and they're not trying to, on purpose, right. do terrible things. They just don't run a top-quality election shop. No, they don't, and they haven't for years. But uh, for years, but the problem is, uh, it's the voters who end up getting penalized. Because if I understand the uh, the, the timeline here correctly, Ion, if the uh, pr- the process of either counting or now recounting doesn't complete by uh, the the statutory deadline, then they go with whatever the original count was. That sounds to me a hell of a lot well, like what you oversaw but, back but in two thousand. Yeah, the original count is never, never, never in any state really. Mm-hmm. The election night returns. Mm-hmm. The first official returns that you would bump back and take if you're the state are the set are the returns of the first. Official returns, mm-hmm. which was due noon on Saturday. That's when you had to have a complete count mm-hmm. of all of your ballots so that the state can determine whether or not the margin is close enough to actually call the recount. And I will say this while it's unprecedented for the Secretary of State to call a recount on the same day, it was necessary so that those jurisdictions could actually start on it as soon as possible. Sure. Because they need to wait until uh, today yeah. to do this. Um, you had, and so I'm glad the Secretary of State, as soon as they got the numbers from the 67 counties, looked at them and said, it's close enough, we're calling recounts on a machine, which means you have to feed. We have three statewide recounts, mm-hmm. not just the Senate, not just for the governor's race, but for one of our cabinet positions, the uh, the Agriculture Commissioner, mm-hmm. an elected position statewide. Yep. And in fact, we have to conduct three statewide recounts simultaneously. Because if you don't, and, 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 and we can, and 66 of the 67 counties can do that, Brad, because we can put all of our ballots, if you use a Dominion system or an ESNS system, of course, the ENS, ESNS system. You can only put 300 ballots at a time through their so-called high-speed feeders. Mm. If you put more, they don't count the ballots correctly. Mm. So you've got to, you know, if, if you've got these high-speed feeders, they're, you just can't load them up and run them. You've got to be very careful with how this process works. Um, I remember one time Broward County, in a, in a, gambling, in a statewide gambling amendment, actually put in, absentee ballots at that time, mm-hmm. and once the machines hit 37,000, 
it started subtracting oh. every new vote it got from the original total. Oh, man. You, you've got, these are, human error is critical. You, you need to have top quality, competent staff operating these devices. One flip, one knob turned in the wrong spot could screw up your count. And I, I, l- let me underscore here uh, one point since we were mentioning uh, 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 Broward County and Brenda Snipes there, who's getting a lot of uh, a lot of heat. Uh, some fair, some very unfair, claiming that there's something criminal going on. Uh, she was appointed by Jeb Bush back in I think it was 2002. If 2003, I think. 2003. 2002 election. Yeah. Republican Governor Jeb Bush. Now, she could have been replaced in all of these years if uh, the Republicans thought she was so terrible, I think. Um, but she was not replaced. And she is still there. And now she, like the rest of the state, has to deal with these terrible statutes that haven't been changed. Ion, tell me about... When we say a recount, most people think, uh, of course, they have visions of 2,000 dancing in their head, but most people think this means actually counting ballots by human beings. But in Florida, even in a manual so-called hand count, they run all of the ballots first through a machine. The same computers that counted them in the first place, right? That's right, because Florida law, get this, requires that the only legal totals are those coming from an electronic voting machine. No other total may be utilized. So you take all of your ballots that your jurisdiction gets, Mm -hmm. and you feed those ballots through a tabulator, Mm -hmm. and that will give you a number. Now, in the same time, the ballot has been programmed to uh, outstack any uh, race any time it sees no votes Mm -hmm. or more than one vote in that column. Mm -hmm. Those ballots are outsourced. And the presumption is that all the other ballots have no problems and are part of the correct voting total. And, of course, we don't know. So you're, they separate out the overvotes and the undervotes. The, all the other votes, we presume that the computers tabulated them correctly, but we don't actually know that because humans aren't allowed to actually examine those ballots that to find correct. out? The only time humans will be allowed to examine those ballots is after the race has been certified and then a candidate may call for a ballot inspection. And in a ballot inspection, which is handled by the supervisor of election staff, every voted ballot that has that race on it is physically presented. This, you know, we rented the Leon County Civic Center to do this in the 2000 election mm-hmm. and put uh, 175,000 pieces of paper on the table for the news media to see. Every ballot is laid on the table. That comes after the race has been certified. If you find a critical error, guess what? You made a mistake. That's, that's tough. Life is that way. Well, well, so the, this yeah. is by no means a, a system that is geared toward finding the truth at all. Florida puts the premium on speed. After 2000, they didn't want any more uh, 37-day questioning of the election. So that's why all of these, these uh, firm deadlines were mm-hmm. never moved. You've got now you're processing way more in mail-in ballots than you could ever conceive of. And in every jurisdiction, Brad, including California, I was checking this morning, for example, there are hundreds of thousands of mail ballots that have not been processed in California. Oh, yeah. County. Oh, yeah. There's ballots in, that haven't. In Maricopa County, yeah. which is a all-mail jurisdiction, my latest, my, uh, right now, month uh, today, mm-hmm. they had 162,000 mail ballots 
they still had to count. Mm-hmm. Um, every jurisdiction that has large volumes of mail ballots mm-hmm. finds this process is labor-intensive and, and difficult because since you have to feed all the ballots through a machine to get their number, any mistake on that ballot, if the post office has accidentally chewed a corner off the mail, that ballot can't be read by the machine. If a person spills coffee on their ballot while marking it in, uh, in a breakfast table, mm-hmm. that ballot may not be... Even how you fold the ballot, if you fold the ballot and the fold actually causes a timing mark to be involved in the fold, the machines are so intolerant, they may not read that. Every one of those ballots has to be copied on the exact style precinct ballot that the original voter voted on. A, 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 a remarking team with someone overseeing that puts all of the voters' votes now on a ballot that can be read. And then that ballot has to be checked by a, a multi-member audit team to confirm that the first team did it properly. And you need a second team when you're doing human counts to mm-hmm. confirm that. Then after a second count confirms that, okay, it's been a true duplicate, that has to go to the three-member canvassing board at a regularly scheduled canvassing board meeting, and then and only then can that duplicated ballot be read and total added to the number. If you have hundreds of thousands of these to do, guess what? It's going to take a long, long time. There, uh, i got to get to a break here very quickly, Ion. Um, but just to be clear, I want you to confirm this to me. Uh, in this case, what, the, what we call a manual recount, the machines are actually run through a computer. The overvotes or the undervotes that you mentioned are stacked out. And instead of then counting those and checking those by hand to determine if they really are missing a vote or... or uh, uh, have too many votes. You're saying that those are also not counted by hand, but those are also no, no, remade by hand. But yeah. then they have to be fed through the blasted tabulator again, so that they can meet the legal standard of this vote has been tallied on a voting machine. Unbelievable that they have made it illegal to hand count a paper ballot in the state of Florida. I'm speaking with Ion Sancho, uh, the great and I would say legendary uh, former Leon County, Florida supervisor of elections who oversaw the aborted statewide presidential recount back in uh, the year 2000. Let me take a quick break, come back with a few more minutes with Ion and maybe some questions from listeners if I have time to fit them in. Stand by, Ion. I'm Brad Friedman, and this is your Bradcast. Hey, this is Brad. If you haven't noticed by now, it's no easy feat finding facts, real facts, not alternative facts, over your public airwaves. We try to bring you real facts, truth, and clarity without fear or favor each and every day on the Bradcast. But we need your help to do it. If you enjoy the show and or get something from it, please give back a bit, if you can, by visiting us at bradblog.com donate. Your support helps Desi and me continue to bring you real, independent, progressive news five days a week over your public airwaves. We simply can't do it without your help, and that help is needed more now than ever. Please stop by bradblog.com donate today to make a one-time donation or, even better, automated monthly support. It'll take you about 60 seconds, and you can rest easy knowing that we'll be here every day 
making sense of it all, or at least trying to. That's bradblog.com slash donate, and thanks. Brad Friedman of bradblog.com with you here on the Bradcast, speaking to Ion Sancho, the 30-year uh, Leon County, Florida supervisor of elections who oversaw the 2000 count uh, for U.S. president in the state of Florida before it was stopped by the U.S. Supreme Court. Ion uh, Sancho, it feels to me, and I'm looking at this uh, when we're seeing, you know, Repu- insta protests showing up outside Broward County, claims of fraud that have no evidence to support them, and politicians like Marco Rubio saying, Uh, Every vote should be cast within the time frame required by law, which ends in about five minutes, I guess, on Thursday. It sounds a hell of a lot to me like the successful Republican strategy back in 2000 to stop that uh, hand count. Are we seeing something similar in the attempted recounts for uh, Senate and governor now in the state of Florida, as you see it? Well, uh, let me tell you that since 1998— there has been no Democratic statewide official anywhere in state government in Florida. Mm-hmm. It's been total control, total. In some cases, it was supermajorities. So we, this group is not given to liberal rule writing. But even so, the governor is not even following the processes that the Republicans have put into place. These, uh, instead of, of uh, hyping this hysterica over vote fraud with no evidence, which, by the way, only serves to, in my opinion, um, carry out Putin's agenda, not an American agenda, uh, we should be uplifting democracy, safeguarding this system, encouraging people to see that it does work, and, and making uh, safeguards and changes to ensure that it does, instead of trying to tear it down just because you're afraid of losing. And that's where we I see this right now. Uh, I've got just a very few minutes, so I'm going to try to jump through a whole bunch of uh, uh, questions here real quickly for you, Ion. Uh, some 25,000 votes are reported to be undervotes, where nobody voted in the U.S. Senate race in Broward County, a uh, much higher rate. That would be, uh, on its own, that would be uh, more than uh, the, uh, enough to close the gap between Rick Scott and, uh, and Bill Nelson in the Senate race. But 25,000 votes are undervotes. More people voted for the agricultural commissioner in that uh, in Broward County than for the U.S. Senate. Uh, what do you make of that? Is this computer tabulator failure? Is this poor ballot design? Do we have any idea? And will a so-called hand recount actually figure that out in Broward County? Well, if it is a error, of electronically not reading uh, an oval that's there, mm-hmm. that would be caught because the ballots then would be outsourced as blank ballot votes, mm-hmm. and you could see that. Okay, uh, there's a vote here, but I will uh, to reiterate what you've said. I've looked at all 67 results uh, from the different counties on these two races. There is no county, no county that comes close to this undervote. Mm-hmm. All the counties are in fact 
equivalent on votes cast for the Senate mm-hmm. and the governor's race. In every county, they're almost identical except here. So it, it, it could be a ballot design error. I have not seen the ballot. Um, or it could be electronic or software problem, which could be caught. But if it's, if it's a poor design ballot, there's nothing that can remedy that. Nothing under Florida law. Is there a uh, a version of you, Ion Sancho, uh, in in these several statewide Florida recounts? Is there someone who is respected enough by all sides as you were uh, to be tapped to oversee this statewide uh, recount in in sixty seven different counties in Florida, or is this now just every county for themselves at this point in Florida? Right now, it's every county for yourself, and and again. You know, poor Palm Beach. Uh, counties buy voting equipment, by the way, not to supervisor of elections. They can make a reg- recommendation. But the reason that we were called supervisor of elections is we supervise the county's election system. And, in fact, the system that, that uh, Susan Booker has in Palm Beach County, which was purchased by a prior supervisor of elections, Arthur Anderson, mm-hmm. cannot physically do this job. The technology that I own or that I purchased in Leon County is now using, can you can you can read feed all your ballots and it will outstack the overs and unders in all of the races you're doing a recount. So you only have to go through your ballots once, and you get all your outstacks of over and unders, and then you can hand examine to put the correct ballots in the right piles. Susan's technology, she's going to have to run it for every statewide race. She'll have to run over 650,000 ballots to get a governor's count, over 650,000 to get a Senate count, over 600,000 to do the agricultural office. I don't know that she can do that 1.8 million ballots yeah. uh, by the noon, by, by the Thursday deadline. I think, it's, I think it's impossible. I think the Democrats are going to be in court and uh, maybe they'll get permission to, uh, to extend the count and maybe the Republicans will go to the U.S. Supreme Court. As I said... Well, my yeah. dream would be that Bush v. Gore rises here and the, the case that can ever be used as a precedent would have presidential value here because everybody's vote needs to be given the same weight. It shouldn't depend upon whether you're a competent or an incompetent jurisdiction. Your vote should count if you cast them properly and you made no errors. Ion Sancho, I hope you don't mind if I stay in touch with you as this moves forward over the next few days. I've got to get out, uh, running into the top of the clock here. My thank you, uh, sir. And what's your Twitter handle, by the way, since you now have one? Well, it's just Ion Sancho at ionsancho.com. All right, there we go. We'll find you. Thank you, brother. Always great speaking with you. It's been too long, but I think we'll be doing it again soon. I got to get out. My thanks also to my producer, Desi Doyen, to all of you for spending a portion of your day or night with us. If you missed any portion of today's show, download it anytime for free at bradblog.com. Find and follow me on the Twitters and the Facebooks at TheBradBlog. And I think that's it. We will see you again tomorrow right here on the Bradcast. Until then, I'm Brad Friedman. Good luck, world.